0: Hello and welcome to For Your Listening Pleasure, a podcast focused on talking with interesting and diverse individuals and discussing how their backgrounds shape them into the people they are today. I am your host Mallory Waxman. Today on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Tony Carmen. Tony is the president and director of Expo Chicago, the International Exposition of Contemporary and Modern Art. This year, Expo Chicago, which begins on April 7th will host more than 140 leading international artists and galleries at Navy Peers Festival Hall. Tony has played a big role in the civic, business, and cultural communities of Chicago for nearly 30 years, and I cannot thank him enough for joining me today. Tony, it's great to see you again. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to those listeners who might not know you yet?
1: So my name is Tommy Carmen. I'm president and director uh, and founder of Expo Chicago, uh, a lifelong Chicagoan of 40 plus years, and uh, proud to be a part of not only this podcast but to have known and worked with you uh, in the past. So, uh, getting ready for the ninth edition of Expo Chicago.
0: So what I found interesting is, yes, this is the ninth year of Expo Chicago, but you yourself have been part of the Chicago art scene from, I believe, almost around 1982 is kind of when you first entered. Um, How did you originally get involved?
1: You know, I... uh... Reflecting on my past, as I mentioned, the 40 plus years, um, I had moved to Chicago in 1982 with uh, no real clue of what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I like to say that 40 years later, I still don't know what I want to be and what I like to do. Um, That's a bit of the drive. But when I moved here, um, I had a good base of operations, uh, family that uh, had all been here uh, and was here, and uh, I started working in an art gallery for a little bit of time, and then found out about this amazing event called the Chicago International Art Exposition, uh, and I decided, you know, I had some production background. I think this is really what I want to do. I was a uh, hired on as a security guard until all the trucks came in. And then I made myself uh, totally indispensable. Uh, a life lesson for a lot of people: work hard. Maybe some things can come your way. And they hired me to, uh, at that time, produce an in-water boat show. But we all worked on the art fair, and uh, you know, it was great. I was in my early 20s. Uh, it was an instant opportunity to meet uh, so many people in Chicago and and you know, begin to build a network.
0: For those of you listeners who don't know, Art Chicago originally was in Grant Park, but then I believe in 2006, there was a little bit of an issue. Um, It wasn't built out, dealers were upset because the show wasn't ready to open, and you kind of stepped in and helped the situation and moved um, Art Chicago to the merchandise mart. Can you talk about those years of when you ran it up until 2010?
1: Yeah. You know, I think if you don't mind, I'm going to go back backwards a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A little bit of history book, because I think, you know, a lot of people know major fairs like uh, Art Basel, Miami Beach and and others. Uh, When we talked about the past, when I started in 1982, the Chicago International Art Exposition actually began in 1980. Um, And so I like to say for 20 plus years, there was only one international art fair in North and South America, uh, which is pretty incredible until Art Basel Miami Beach launched. Um, That arc from 1980 until what you just mentioned, um, there were several different owners, several different incarnations, Uh, but there's always been a fair since 1980 in Chicago. So it was Chicago International Art Exposition until the early 90s, it was Art Chicago, Uh, at Navy Pier uh, from the mid nineties when Navy Pier was renovated until what you just mentioned 2006. And then, although I wasn't necessarily directly involved in that, uh, the move when the Merchandise Mart actually saved that fair with and moved the all of the exhibitors and wall, uh, all their artwork to the Merchandise Mart in three days. um, Soon after that. I was, uh, you know, lucky enough. I say to be hired to to be the director of of Art Chicago, which was then at the Mart. So my first art fair, um, thirty plus years after I had been involved in one, uh, was in 2007, and I was there until 2010. And you know, at that point, uh, I had gone through you know many different uh, many different changes. Obviously, it was a tumultuous time financially back in, the, in that period. And I uh, just felt strongly about, uh, you know, moving forward with a new fair in a different time in Chicago. And uh, in June of 2011, I announced that we were going to be doing Expo Chicago and the first fair was September of 2012. So, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating past. I never would have expected, and surely it was not by design that I would be doing this now.
0: And the fair moved to Navy Pier. What significance does that hold to you? Why did you choose Navy Pier? Obviously it has a very long history with the World's Fair, but um, why that space for you?
1: You know, it's, uh, there are certain venues that define events. And for the international art world, and when I mentioned that, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, Navy Pier was the home and holds a revered place in the hearts of, for many individuals in the international arts world, dealers, collectors, etc. cetera. Um, so uh, the signal that I sent back in 2011 that we were moving back to Navy Pier added, Or contributed greatly to our success. Uh, You know, it was a big statement. That venue was built literally for an international art figure when Navy Pier was renovated. But, you know, the energy that was that venue created is, you know, similar to what around that same time, a fair in Paris called FIAC moved back into the most beautiful venue in the world, and that's the Grand Palais. And the minute that fair moved back into the Grand Palais, it was an instant success. And I think the same thing happened with us. Uh, I wouldn't call it an instant success, but I would say um, we set the tone. You know, venue venue created, uh, you know, right place, right time
0: growing up, I understand that both your parents encourage creativity. And did that play a role in you wanting to get more involved in the arts? Were you involved in the arts growing up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we, I, I, I came from a family that Obviously, love the arts in many ways. I have an older brother and an older sister. Um, both went into different directions. My sister was an extraordinary uh, uh, vocalist and in music. My brother, an extraordinary writer, and professor. Um, and I always drew and painted and you know and sketched and, and you know. So we kind of covered a lot of the uh, a lot of the arts. But yeah, my parents were always encouraging all of those things in our lives. And, you know, when you're exposed to, when you're exposed to that through, you know, parents and friends, it just becomes, you know, a bit, you know, a a bit of an interest. But I always say, I realized early on, um, especially in, in college, that, you know, I love to paint, I love to draw, you know, decent draftsman, but I didn't have what I call an artistic voice that was Uh, so loud in my ear that said pursue that what i would say is i knew early on that i needed to work in the arts in some way and so for me i went not the role of the road the art of the artist but more of the administrator and you know my history my work history in chicago reflects a bit of my mercurial taste, and that is, you know, I've worked in the theater industry, the music industry in some ways that I've uh, obviously worked um, in the visual arts community, Um, but I also have been uh, involved, I had a company doing sponsorship and marketing, involved in supporting all aspects of the arts, and, you know, that to me, that's been very grounding and fulfilling.
0: So let's talk about the last two years. With the pandemic, the world stopped including all the art fairs. And I know that Expo pivoted and tried to really launch some virtual um, events. Talk about how were you able to engage others? And I know one beautiful thing that came out of the virtual events is if you couldn't fly to Chicago or if the dates didn't work, you were still able to um, engage with artists. What um, did you see come out of that virtual engagement with the art world?
1: You know, I, I think that we all recognize that we were thrust headfirst into a, to a different part of the digital world. And from the art fair standpoint, when we knew that we weren't going to take place in September of 2020, um, it became obvious as ga- galleries and other fairs produced these online viewing rooms that we were going to engage our audience and patrons um, as we're doing now. And it and so in some ways, although I do not want to revisit the last two and a half years um, as a challenge to our company, I embrace the fact that you know what we're doing now is just additive to um, to both the commercial side of many businesses, but also the connective side of all of us. So I mean, it was a we what we did is. Uh, produced two online viewing rooms, like many other international art fairs, um, to get us by. Um, but I will say as a counterpoint to that, uh, it's nice to come back to where we're about to be with the ninth edition with, the, with Expo Chicago in person, because you know, art is meant to be experienced in person. And you know, that's performative as well as visual or any experience like that. And I think, you know, we as humans need the serendipity of running into each other and seeing each other in person. Um, Although this Zoom has been an extraordinary tool that won't go away, Um, you know, there's nothing like the magic of convening together. And, you know, I look forward to that coming up in a couple of weeks.
0: There's over 140 leading international exhibitors coming to this year's fair. What are you most excited for? And then we'll kind of talk about the different activities because um, it's not just the fair. You have a whole week of different sure. events. We'll get into that so listeners can learn more about them. But what are you looking forward to the most?
1: It happening. <laughs> Seriously. You know, in some ways, uh, you know, I, I, I use this analogy. If the fair was like a small, uh, uh, like a little animal or a rabbit, I've been chasing it mentally for the last two and a half years, Um, you know, it would get ahead of me and it would run down the hole of one postponement and it would come up and I would chase it again uh, in a kind way. Uh, And it would run down another hole, another postponement. So, you know, I actually can't wait for it actually to happen and, you know, I can hold it a little bit. And then after it's done, I, we can let it go and move on to future years. But uh, I think that, the most important thing is uh, getting back to an in-person event that I'm involved in is the most important thing of all. And I know that seems broad, but um, you know we have great programming. We have you know we, we we have what's called curatorial initiatives, bringing curators from around the world to Chicago. We're launching a new gathering of uh, museum directors, a directors summit uh, that's happening in two public forums. Uh, at the fair and many different private gatherings for those uh, participating directors but also visiting museum directors to just be colleague to colleague um, which is a hallmark of what we do it's it's of course um, we hope that commerce takes place and many collectors buy artwork because that is what uh, is the purpose of an art fair to introduce and um, and obviously for collectors to collect work. Uh, obviously, we're all in the service of the artist. Um, but, you know, some of that ancillary programming that you mentioned um, provides a, 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 an important heft, I think, to this gathering. And the Director's Summit that I just mentioned is a, a new initiative. But I think, I think it'll be illuminating for patrons because the summit is really meant to allow museum directors to talk about many of the challenges that museums are going through today. And, you know, that's just reacting to, you know, all of the, all of the uh, challenges that we know in some ways we're all facing. So anyway, back to your, your simple question. Um, What do I want to do? I want to, I, I look forward to watching the little city that we build for Uh, a week and a half before start to get built. And I look forward to the morning when the exhibitors start to arrive and begin to hang their artwork. Uh, I think, you know, many ways it's that, it's the the production side of that that surely is exciting to me. I I look forward to greeting people that are visiting Chicago that I've, you know, uh, hopefully uh, convinced to come at an event here and greet them. I, I look forward to, you know, watching the wonderful movable feast of an interna- international art world support our cultural institutions and our galleries and our artists, and uh, and see many of the exhibitions that I hope to be visiting through those four days in that week. But also, I just I look forward to, you know, watching that support take place. Uh, you know, an international art fair. I believe strongly, uh, whether it's Expo Chicago or others, is a significant uh, support system for the ecosystem, the cultural ecosystem, and the hospitality ecosystem, our restaurants, our hotels. Um, And, you know, I just look forward to that rich week of activities and, you know, jumping into it and hopefully being present and, uh, and, and responsible as I can to our exhibitors and and, uh, and then, as I said, let that, that, let that little creature go after, uh, after we close the doors on Sunday.
0: So you mentioned that the, you know, one beautiful thing about Expo Chicago is it does bring people from across the art world together. And you discuss what's working, what's not working, how we can support. But for listeners who maybe are a little timid to get involved in the art world, I think that you know, young people want to buy art or they want to be more knowledgeable, but they're afraid and you you know, might go to a gallery and feel like a fish out of water. What are those steps that people should take if they want to get more involved or if they even want to start purchasing?
1: You know, I, it, it really begins with asking questions and being present, uh, it really does. And not being afraid to ask questions. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, any art dealer is there in support of their artist, and will want to want to provide that information, um, you know. And I think that when I when I that's the first thing is don't be afraid to ask a question. Um, and secondly, when I what I mean by just being present is uh, the more galleries you go to, the more museums you go to, the more art fairs that you attend, you start to uh, understand and see a rhythm or. Understand and see work that you respond to, and you know I say when one leans into this incredible community and begins to attend fairs, not just in Chicago but in other cities across the country, the world, is there's a there's a, a common ground, a social fabric, and a network of very interesting people, and you know. That's, that's what happens and when you, you start to jump into that extraordinary river and you start learning about not just the work of the artist, which is ultimately the most important thing, but then friendships and uh, opportunities to connect to you know, great collectors in other cities or attend museums or functions or exhibitions. And it's, a, it's an extraordinarily um, rich, Uh, experience. And, you know, using that word, it doesn't mean you have to have a lot of money. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think it's not just, uh, it's not just what you have in that capacity. It's what you want to, you know, what you want to do and and be part of. And I I just want to encourage any of the listeners here um, to not be afraid uh, to ask those questions, to experience that as I just said, that wonderful, um, rich uh, experience of going to a gallery, going to a museum, going to an art fair, and, uh, you know, awakening uh, awakening to this world.
0: And I think the amazing thing about Expo Chicago in the past, when I've walked the floor, and you get to talk to the artists or the gallery owners, and you understand the piece, where they're coming from, what they were feeling, and Definitely over the last few years, there's been a lot of emotions and feelings. I mean, this is how this podcast came about was I felt there was a lack of empathy and understanding in the world. And through conversation, you could grow and learn more about people. But in the art world, when you're looking at people who have gone through trauma or experiences, good or bad, and you see the art, you haven't. A chance at Expo to talk to them to learn more, and it connects you even more to those pieces. And one area I really love on the floor is the exposure area mm-hmm. with up and coming artists. Can you talk about that section and why it's so important to shine a light on those newer artists and give them, um, you know, that area to shine?
1: Yeah, I mean, thank you for that. Uh, this year, our exposure section, which is a section of, of uh, of the fair for uh, art dealers that are 10 years or younger, or galleries that are 10 years or younger, typically provide um, opportunities to showcase new artists to the broader community at the fair, uh, and it's always exciting to watch. That's that. Uh, uh, that group of galleries because you know they're they're taking risks too and you know it's exciting to see what the you know what artists they're bringing um, this year it's being uh, it was curated by a very dear friend and a, a highly respected curator Umberto Moro uh, he was formerly of Museo Tomayo in Mexico City and now he's with the Dia Foundation in, in uh, New York and other cities um, but Umberto uh, worked tirelessly to uh, to select uh, from a, a long list of galleries that um, had applied to participate in the fair. So, you know, I think that there's, this is a place to explore. And and by the way, I, w- I want to say the other galleries uh, may also have, uh, you know, artists that are that are uh, relatively new to be presented, but um, this exposure section is a great complement to you know the you know, some of the more established galleries that we have as the main section of the fair. Um, but that's the that's that magic that happens between uh, you know many of those galleries and some of the established galleries that uh, um, you get to you get to explore uh, when you come and visit.
0: For our listeners who are interested in either attending or learning more, where should they go? You
1: know, simple place that's a catch-all, as always, is Expo, uh, www.expochicago.com. I, mean, I don't think you need to use that prefix anymore. Um, but uh, on that on our website, expochicago.com, you can really um, move through not just what is happening on-site at Navy Pier, but also uh, what will be happening throughout the city as a part of Expo Art Week. Um, You know, one of the things that I'm quite proud of and uh, from our inception is to make sure that we're collaborating with our cultural institutions, whether they're engaged out at the pier or not, uh, but our cultural institutions um, and and, and galleries, whether they're participating or not um, throughout the city to make sure that everyone uh, that is visiting Chicago or if you're in Chicago land area, um, that that you know you you get out and explore. And so Expo Art Week is a catch-all that really um, shines a light on all of what's going on in our great city um, during that week.
0: And listeners, we'll be posting the link to it. So you can check out our social media. We'll be linking to Expo social media so you can be involved and learn what's going on. Tony, I know you're a very busy man leading up to the fair. Um, I appreciate you taking time to chat. We end every episode with the final three questions. So the first question is, Ready? if you had a quote or a mantra that you live by, what would it be?
1: You know, I always say, I I don't even have a tattoo, but if I had a tattoo, it would probably be this. It would probably be uh, the Socratic line or Socrates line, know thyself. Um, I think that's something that, you know, if one has the measure of their own life and their place, uh, you can build off of that and hopefully provide a bit of both respect and understanding of not just, humanity but of your your role and in, in, in what to do so I guess that's that's it someday if I ever have a tattoo I swear that will that will be it
0: we should get you like one of those fake ones that you can customize <laughs> yeah. just so you wear it for a few days something like that
1: deal maybe I'll have it at the fair
0: yeah um if you could relive any one day which day um, would you choose
1: uh, a very simple day I'm uh, grateful to to have a partner and a wife uh, that has uh, provided such an extraordinary rich life for me and uh, grounding and uh, you know, just truly an inspirational woman to, to watch in her own career and individual. I would redo our, our extraordinary uh, wedding day over and over and over again. Uh, a lot of that has to do because you know, we were surrounded by families and friends, family and friends, and, you know, being, a, uh, being uh, one of a large Greek immigrant family, nothing like having, you know, that, you know, the opportunity to celebrate. So, uh, or to remember what it was like to watch my wife appear and have my breath taken away. So, as it's such an easy question. I would just do that over and over and over again and be a, a very happy man.
0: No, that's a beautiful response. Um, so the last question, and I'm really curious to see this answer is if you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, which song would you choose?
1: Oh, you know, that's just such a hard question. Come I on. I had so many thoughts, uh, in my mind now. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, let's, let's play, uh, Thank you for letting me be myself by Sly and Family Stone.
0: Nice. Good choice. So, that will be added to the four year listening pleasure Spotify playlist that has all our guests' theme songs so they can listen to yours and everyone else's. Tony, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this year's Expo Chicago. And I encourage listeners to look and if you're able to attend, to come. Um, but if not this year, then hopefully we'll see them next year.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It means a lot that you would reach out. And again, I look forward to welcoming you and everyone to the ninth edition. Here we go after two and a half years.